Welcome to Merrickville. Welcome back to the Working Week, Sydney. Great to have your company. Thanks for tuning in. Lawrence Mooney's in the co-host chair with me today. Good to have you back, Loz. It's good to be back, Mez. It's going to be a massive show. It could be the beginning of the end. And today uh, on The Voicemail, we are going to hear from Christopher Pine because this morning on all the news programs, you would have seen a big headline, Christopher Pine, gay marriage and him in an army truck. And mm. we're going to drill down on that and find out exactly what's going on. Yeah, exactly. When I, saw him, <laughs> when I saw the pictures of him on an army truck and he's just waving, I just went, is, is that a... What's Has he, he joined there? the army? <laughs> <laughs> What's that army? Is that the Kiss Army? No, it's not yeah. the Kiss Army. I want to know what Lawrence had to do to get access to Christopher Vine's voicemail. Oh, well, I, don't I had want to drill down on it. Oh, yeah. okay. I, had to, I had to find out exactly what was going on. I've got friends in high places. Yeah, I don't want to be and, crass, but he had to use his mouth. And that's right, he had to talk yeah. his way around to getting that information. That's right. <laughs> because uh, Christopher is a brave man. He's come out and he said... We should have marriage equality. We should. And we should. We agree with it. Absolutely. But there's also other stuff. We might not be alone. <laughs> Loz, some very interesting news. This stuff really, I, I, I know it's clickbait, but God, I love it hearing this sort of stuff. A hacking group, Anonymous, who, you know, you might know them. They're the ones who wear the Guy Fawkes masks sometimes. Uh, they claim that NASA is about to announce evidence of alien life, right? Now, these guys, yeah, they're conspiracists. And they uh, are they like WikiLeaks? Do they actually get real information? Yeah, they do. They right. do. Anonymous actually sometimes they hit the nail pretty squarely on the head. Now they and reckon, you're ready to believe because you 100%. firmly believe in aliens. Hundred percent. Well, what they're saying they're saying that NASA has evidence of extraterrestrial life, like proper, actual, real aliens, right? And that they're not just amoeba. They're not a bacteria. They're not some right. crap, you know, shitty. They're lizard. walking, talking. Mate, these things are active. These guys have got these. These guys are flying saucers. They're flying real saucers. That's does everyone? Saying. Does everyone who believes in aliens hope that they're sexually amoral? Do they just want? <laughs> just that's, that, just that's you, Lawrence. Just, just you. No, no, I don't. I don't really believe in aliens, but I reckon that might be part of the fingers crossed. I think there's guys out <laughs> yeah. there. Alone in flats, just going. There's got to be aliens. Yeah, with really I'm so lonely soft in hands, this world. With incredibly <laughs> soft hands, just like beyond just soft. Just really hot that love lonely guys with old furniture. <laughs> and, they, and their reproductive system allows that only one male per ten thousand alien female alien lives. That's yeah. what some lonely guys at the back of their mum's houses living in a bungalow are wishing right now. But YouTube's posted a video. Yeah, uh, yeah, Anonymous yeah. have posted a video, uh, haven't once they? Once again, trying to bring it back on the rails. Yeah, well. Okay. So Old stumpy not... tail, Flanagan. <laughs> like a little lizard. <laughs> Anonymous have posted this online. There are many who claim that unofficially, mankind has already made contact with aliens, and not just little microorganism floating around inside a massive alien ocean but advanced space-faring civilizations. Professor Thomas Zerbutin, Associate Administrator of the Science Mission Directorate at NASA Headquarters in Washington, said our civilization is on the verge of discovering evidence of alien life in the cosmos. Taking in count all of the different activities and missions that are specifically searching for evidence of alien life, we are on the verge of making one of the most profound, unprecedented discoveries in history, said Zurabukin during the hearing of the Committee on American Science, Space, 
and technology. That means we are on the precipice of an epoch. Once we discover alien life, it's no going back. It will change the course of humanity. It'll change the course of our thinking, our technology, and possibly the way we treat each other as well. Really? I, I'm all for it. Reckon, Get them on board. If, if we discovered alien life between now mm. and Origin 3, do you reckon <laughs> it would change the... Imagine <laughs> the way we approach the game. But you I'm know, not you convinced JT's not an alien. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They come down and they go, hey, humankind, how you going? I go, good. And they go, oh, Thurston's knackered his shoulder. And they go, oh, oh, oh. all he needs is a shot of this. Bang! Yeah. He's back for Origin 3. Everybody but goes, just imagine oh. if all the aliens barrack for the Maroons. It's like, what? This is wrong. <laughs> this is rigged. This is, this is rigged. It's like, no, they stay in their language. Which, like... Translates as we love Thursday. <laughs> we love Thursday. We go for the Cowboys. It's like they're bogans, amoral bogans. Yeah, like dude. bogans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mez, you're like fully on and sex. You're fully on board the alien theory, 100%. aren't you? I believe in aliens, hundred percent. Now I've got two crazy theories. I want to open up the phones in a minute to your crazy alien theories because mm. if you've got one, no one wants to hear from you. I do. We, this is a safe place. We allow crazies on air all the time. I'm one of them. So. Scientifically, before we get into your theories, I'll just Mm. say we live in a solar system with a million stars, and Mm. one of those stars is our sun. And out there, there's probably a lot more planets going around those, no, billion stars within Mm. ours. Mm. And outside our universe, there's another billion universes Mm. with a billion stars. It's illogical to think that there's no No, other life in that infinity. Lois, okay, so here's the thing. That's the really boring theory. I totally believe in aliens. Number one, here's the first theory I've got. Aliens as we know them, you know, the, the kind of bipedal uh, guys with the big heads and the round eyes that look very humanoid, very much mm. like us, uh, actually are us. They are us, but they're not. They're us in the future. We've traveled back into time because of our, the genetic coding has broken down significantly. So they travel mm. back in time and that's why they pinch us to take us for a little bit of genetic coding theory. Crazy theory number one from Eric Watts, right? Aliens are actually time travels. During number two. <laughs> Here's the other thing, and I seriously believe this. If extraterrestrial life is coming from somewhere else, I reckon that they've been aware of us for a very, very long time. I've always said that, that aliens know that we're here. We know that they're there. The authorities know that they're there, and they are waiting to a point where we are just about to destroy our own humanity. We are just about to go beyond the point of no return. I'm talking about a nuclear war. And just oh, before so they're that. they're like parents. Yes. They're wait, just waiting yes. for us. And they're going to step in and go, oh, oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I like the second theory. I, I reckon that we are an alien ant farm. They mm-hmm. watch us. Mm-hmm. But all through history, they've dropped in at different times. Yes. Because there's weird things that have happened in history. You know, yep. in the Wild West or the Gold Rush, it's like, and then this happened. And then there there is an alien gar in my mine shaft. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and by mine shaft, you mean an anal probe, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there always an anal probe on a spaceship? Why are they so intrigued by our ring gear? They it's love like, it. They, they love it. They, uh, that's they a, love goes, human anus. That's what they... <laughs> <laughs> they love Thursto and human anus. Oh, <laughs> imagine if they got Thursday drunk. Oh, oh disgraceful. No. <laughs> Terrible bloody aliens. Do we want them? I don't know. Maybe we're better off surviving in nuclear winter. I don't, they can't be trusted. <laughs> They're clearly anal bandits. But the <laughs> you can't defame things that haven't come to our planet yet, can you? Just also, out to our producer. Well, you can't defame them, but I want to, in, in the, you can't say any of the, things in the mood said. of equality, I welcome all, 
all aliens, regardless of what part of the human body they're obsessed with. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Look, if they're coming here to save us before we destroy ourselves, fantastic. Putin's going to destroy us. Kim Jong-un's going to destroy us. Trump's going to destroy us. Somebody's going to wipe us out. You know, we're on the precipice of a third world war. Some would believe I'm one of them. Maybe they're going to come along and stop it. Put the brakes on. I agree with you, Liz. I think they're so logical. They'll stand back and go, well, hang on a second. Don't destroy yourselves. You've got a great planet. That'd be great. Maybe they'll help us with climate change. But the thing is, I'm going to ask you, one triple three five three. what's your crazy alien theory that you've wanted to get on radio before, but there's always been that, that shield, that wall of uh, it being too crazy for it to be on radio. I've smashed that wall down today. Yeah. Give us a call, one triple three five three. Your alien theories. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've hit a chord with the crazies mm. of Sydney. Well done. Off air, we uh, we we went down a little road, uh, and that is your alien bunker. But mm-hmm. I think that's another show. Have uh-huh. you prepared an alien bunker? Yep. To welcome and to protect from. Yes, that's right. At the same time, we're talking about mm. alien theories because anonymous, the group claims that NASA is about to announce evidence of alien life, and this will be the biggest game changer mankind has ever seen. Massive. Big, bigger than the internet. Absolutely bigger than the internet. Not all the internet, obviously not you, Fawn, but it will still be pretty big than the rest of it. Not bigger than Friday Night Footy, though. Oh, no, not bigger than Friday Night Footy. That was right. a, Okay, I went too far. It's going to be bigger than a lot of stuff, though. Don't you reckon? <laughs> be bigger than bigger. when Kraft when combined cheese. And Vegemite, and we mm. had the Vegemite singles, and we're like, oh, yeah. Controversial. I reckon bigger than the Royal Easter Show. Ooh, yes. All right. If you take out I'm the glad we figured out, out, I'm glad we've figured what? out what event the aliens arriving will be bigger than. <laughs> Again, trying to bring the show back on course. Yeah. Same yeah. Okay, so we're talking about alien theories. Aliens are coming. I believe in them. You believe in them. What's your alien theory? Don from Dural. Hey, boys, how's it going? Very good, mate. Welcome to the Crazy Hour. I mean, uh, Merrickville. I love your show. Listen to it all the time. Champion, what's your alien theory? Uh, Okay, I reckon they're walking amongst us. I Mm. think these uh, magicians that we have around, like Chris Angel and Dynamo, and ones like that, I reckon they're aliens. Mate, have you seen Dynamo's head? That guy's not human. That's what I'm saying. You look at all of them. They all have this weird look about them. Weird skin, don't they, Don? Yes. And how do they have it? And they perform tricks that we can't do. That makes them That's it. aliens. I mean, they're doing stuff, and you go, man, how are they doing that, that stuff? And yep. it's, they're aliens. That's it. 100%. Well, I'll, I'll throw a couple of names at you, Don. You tell me whether they're aliens or not. Right Barnaby, Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Definitely alien. Uh, Grant Denyer. No, no, he's not an alien. No, not, not enough magic there. Controversial. <laughs> 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 Don, I love your theory. We've got to get to some more though. Lots that's a pretty. Cool. That's a pretty low bar. If someone can pick out, well, what have you card seen how you short he is? You picking out? The, of course, the bar's pick, short. He's tiny. Picking out what card you had? Oh, he must be an alien. Yeah. Mm. Ricky, not all aliens are smart. Yeah, Ricky and Matt drew it. <laughs> Hello. How's it, how's it going, fellas? Very good, mate. All right, what's your alien theory? Uh, my my old man's alien theory is that uh, the aliens abducted the Virgin Mary, and that's how she become pregnant with Jesus. <laughs> I'm with you. Wow. So Jesus, so Jesus has got an alien father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, you know, he always seems to think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I'm with you on that one, Ricky. Right. How do you, look, here's Couldn't the thing, right? The he was at a, he was at, yeah, he was at a dinner party. It was a massive piss up. No one had any grog. He goes, I'll just make some. Bang. Water into wine. Who does Alien. that? <laughs> Aliens, mate. None of my mates can do that. They can't even roll up with some travellers. So, uh, so what, what's going on in, in Rome at the Vatican? Is that like an alien hangout? 
Okay, haven't got that far. Okay, <laughs> look, we don't, need, we don't need fully developed conspiracy theories here. Just half ass is fine. Let's stick with the program here. Let's get to Patrick in uh, Sandy Point. Hello, mate. Have you ever wondered why there's been so many failed attempts to land on the moon? It's because the aliens are on the dark side of the moon and they've foiled just about every attempt. They allowed them back in 1969 because they knew they were just going to go for a bit of a walk around. They weren't going to do any major exploring. But all the attempts since then have failed because they, the aliens know that they're planning on doing a lot more stuff and the aliens control everything. Wow. I'm with you, Patrick. Patrick, can I ask you, have you ever had any interaction with aliens? I've seen a lot of things I can't explain, but nothing that's uh, definite. We've all watched the Today Show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richard Wilkins doesn't look right, but we can't say for sure that he is an alien. Brad in Thornley. Hello, mate. Okay, man. Okay. Uh, my theory, just like Men in Black, that Christopher Pine, his little high-pitched voice, a little little alien inside him, he's gay. He's pulling all the levers to make him change his mind and, and put him in the right direction. That, I'm like, Lawrence Moody just pointed to me like, you feel this one, Miss. <laughs> you just did. No one can see. Lawrence recoiled out of his seat and just pointed at me to say, this I did is the office yours. chair pushback. I'm not... <laughs> You're suggesting that there's this... a man inside Christopher Pine as we speak. Brad's... Permanently. Permanently. <laughs> we've, we've, we've let Brad go. <laughs> That's a wild theory. It's the most insane thing anybody's even, even for like just a part time, <laughs> just for a moment. That is insane. Just like the whole concept of the man being inside Christopher, Christopher Pine. Pine. Right now. <laughs> Last week, you might have heard Doug from Swagman's Beef Jerky and Sauces in Rouse Hill won $1,000, and he's in the draw to win a further $10,000 worth of advertising, and also, too, in the run for a Citroen Berlingo van featuring a reverse camera and rear parking sensors. If you would like the chance to have your small business promoted here on the show and potentially win yourself a Citroen Berlingo, then all you have to do is head to our website, triplem.com.au, for your chance to be a part of it. Bit of a change of pace there, Loz. Normally we'd hear from the PM's voicemail today, but something different. Yes, we know people in high places, Mez, and we, and we have unfettered access to the, the PM's voicemail. Today, of course, Christopher, Christopher Pine is in the news. As we heard in our news, uh, the PM is busy hosing down what he had to say about gay marriage. It's been all over the place today, and so we wanted to listen in to Christopher Pine's voicemail. Christopher Pine speaking. I'm a fixer and a maker. I'm also a champion of marriage equality, which some people insist on calling gay marriage. I'm in big strife with the right wing of the party. I was secretly taped privately saying that the left wing are in control of the Liberal Party <laughs> and we're going to force same-sex marriage through, through. Left wing, right wing, it sounds like a chicken. I'm the wishbone that's going to unite the world in harmony. <laughs> what have you been secretly taped? doing leave a message <laughs> hello christopher it's the prime minister malcolm turnbull speaking i assure you that you have my unwavering support and i agree with your sentiments 150 percent 
I was once secretly taped crooning to Lucy. She recorded me, and it was then that I realised what a terrific voice I've got. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Let me dance among the stars. Let me... All right, Lucy, I'm coming. I'm just singing to Christopher. Good on you. It's Malcolm. <laughs> Bino, you cherry ripe, strutting, smug, bobble-headed, pompous, powdered poodle. I'd like to crush your grinning little doll in one of my massive hands. But I bloody agree with marriage equality. I couldn't give a stuff who marries who, or, or is it who marries whom? Who gives a f***? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Glenn. You're a good man. Go Crows. Yeah, good on you, Vino. Anyway, I was secretly taped doing meditations for Clive Farmer. Clive, imagine you're a massive zeppelin full of hot air and you're just floating, relaxing, and imagine that you are that because you are. You bloated wit, Slazarus! Oh, hello, Christopher. Checking Lambie speaking. I don't often call you, but the day is part of this sketch on Triple M. I, I should call you. I think you're a good man and a very loyal crow supporter. Hi, Jack. <laughs> Hands in the air, everyone, like you just don't care. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Go, Crows. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I was once taped in the woodshed. Not taped saying nothing, just taped. We broke out and Dad found us and Gaffer taped us to the sawbins while he went down the pub. You know, it taught us a lesson. They were simple about better times. Nowadays, kids just don't get taped to nothing and so don't learn. Shaggy. Laws, I want to tell you a story. It's just a, it's arisen today. It's called Bathgate, right? Now, a uh, a ministerial car was on the scene of a mass vomiting while transporting <laughs> coalition MPs after Origin Two at ANZ Stadium last week. So, are we talking federal or state? Just to be particular, these are state MPs, right. and, and uh, someone has has spewed in the car or out of it down the side. Uh, or kind of everywhere inside it. Okay, so the car right. was driven by a ministerial driver who transported New South Wales Nationals leader John uh, Barillaro and Liberal MP Eleanor Patinos from ANZ Stadium, where they'd been watching the State of Origin match mm. on Wednesday. Uh, by Friday, word was going around Parliament House that the driver was fuming because he discovered the car had been absolutely massacred with vom. <laughs> <laughs> the word is one of them vomited and it set off a chain reaction of oh, others. Yeah. A chain reaction. And so how many are in the car? We established there's two in there. Up to four. Up to four passengers. Oh, right. So, and yeah. Somebody's if gone. someone lets out a massive one and you're a bit dodgy. Oh, yeah. Boom. And that's what it was. I'm, I'm going to hypothesize that what's happened is these ministers, as we know, they're pretty... <laughs> They're pretty lily-livered at the best of times. Uh, one of them's had some mid-strength beers. And when I say some, I mean two. And it's gone to the head, the powerful right. the powerful content of a mid-strength beer. They've had two of them and they've just gone, oh, I'm going to spew. Oh, just, and because they're ministers, yep. uh, he's seen free sausage rolls and he's just gone, oh, rather oh. than take two, I'm going to have 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a travel allowance. Just get as oh. many as you can. Oh, is that, are oh. they mini magnums? I'll have a mini magnum. I'll, I'll have, have six five. mini magnums. Yeah. Me two stri- mid-strength beers. I need to pull over. But the, uh, one thing kind of like perplexes me, if the driver found out the next day who was driving, who was driving the car. Well, the driver uh, was driving, but he obviously... Hadn't seen maybe they they had like one of those shields where you know it right. drops down like a limo, so they've all gone spuzies in the back, and not really. The driver hasn't realised till the next day, and he's just gone. Fucking ministers, they do this all the time. They have two mid-strength beers, and it's vomitorium. Or like maybe it's seen some from a Roman orgy. 
maybe, well, sick. maybe that was what made someone sick. It might have been some kind of sexual advance. <laughs> and someone's just <laughs> absolutely thrown up. Somebody's you had experience un- with this, Loz? Undone the ministerial trousers and said, oh, hey, do, you want a little, do you want a piece of me back bench? And they just go, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Speaker, please. (laughs) Question without notice. How about a bit of that? (laughs) Order, order. Oh, it's enough to make you bring up your (laughs) mid-strength. Okay, I've been given a wind-up and I understand that and I appreciate it. Lawrence Mooney, great to see you again, mate. I'll catch up with you again on Thursday. See you Thursday. See you then. Welcome to Maryville. Great to have your company, Sydney. On the weekend, Air Asia flight D7237 departed Perth Airport and shortly after 7am on Sunday, on its way to Malaysia, was forced to turn back due to technical issues. Less than two hours into the trip, and passengers on the flight reportedly heard a loud bang. Not what you want to hear when you're flying. No. What you want to hear is... You don't oh, hear... A- <laughs> what you want to hear is another drink, sir? Yes, please. You don't hear a loud anything. Mm. Uh, what I want to hear is, would you like another little mini bottle? Yes, I do like those little mini bottles. Thank you. Can I have some coke to mix with Or it? we've arrived in Bali. Yeah, or you're drunk, but we're going to leave you there and pretend you're asleep. Okay, <laughs> no, that's not what you want to hear. Uh, anyway, they heard a loud bang on the plane, and the plane started to tremble and shudder, which is not great. And, of course, the, the passengers were terrified on board. Uh, but the Air Asia captain uh, can be heard asking passengers to stay calm. Now, we've got some audio. This is recorded on the flight by passengers. Have a listen to this. Please uh, listen to the briefing. Our survival depends on your cooperating. Hopefully everything will turn out for the best. Our survival depends on your cooperating. Hopefully things will work out for the best. No, our survival depends on you flying the bird. And you can hear the plane shaking. <clears throat> That's not good. That's uh, like, here That's it is. Good. You can hear the plane shaking. Please, uh, I've got a funny feeling that plane wasn't made by Boeing and instead it was actually made by Thermomix because <laughs> it sounded, <laughs> sounded like it was kneading some bread and then all of a sudden it caught fire. Uh, <laughs> look, the thing is, like for me as a, as a passenger on a plane, look, I'm not a great flyer anyway um, at the best of times, but like when he apparently told people to pray. That was the whole point. He said, look, mm. you know, uh, you should take, take a moment and pray for our return. Mm. My thing is, mate, you're in charge. Don't say that to people. Don't say that to people. I don't want to hear it's time to have a pray. What I want to <laughs> hear is I've got this. I want somebody super arrogant up the front like me who says, don't, oh, I've got this. Looks bad. I'd say, hold on. I'd, actually, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have somebody say over the speaker, this looks bad. Trust me. Piece of piss. Learned this at, at flight school. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, start praying. I'm... You're right. Start praying doesn't inspire confidence. No. I, I I'm just, making... I've got to pick you up there, Miz. I absolutely do not want someone like you up the front flying the plane. I didn't say flying the plane. Yeah. No, Christ not. No, oh, you want to be the spokesperson? No, I just want to be on the microphone. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be yeah, great. No, Jesus actually, Christ. actually like there's something you, in you that. Don't, you don't want me running Woolies, right? <laughs> but you wouldn't mind he, me over the loudspeaker yeah, doing yeah. announcements. That'd be fun. Spillage in aisle three. Yeah, exactly. I've knocked over Safe. another beer. Exactly. Why are we selling beers in Woolies? I brought my own from home. (sighs) Get get the program. Anyway. There's a business in that for you, by the way. Just going around and just being prepared to do announcements for people um, in certain jobs where there are speakers. Yeah, we call that radio, mate. Well done. Oh, I'm just saying it doesn't work out here. Well, it hasn't, so... (laughs)
<laughs> find something. <laughs> so look, I'll, uh, I want to take calls, right? On a, this is a very serious note because these people, right, were told to say their prayers. And a lot of people from the audio, you can hear some of the, the later audio, people actually taking the time to say their goodbyes. Now, I've Ooh. had a few near misses in my life. There's a few times when, by the grace of God, go I, I've been able to, you know, remain with my feet on the ground. I ride motorbikes. There's been a couple of hairy incidents with motorbikes. Um, there's been a few times when I reckon I've cheated death, but I've never been in the position where I've actually had to say my goodbyes, where I've thought to myself, okay, this is it. What do I do? Do I, you know, am I thinking of my family? I've had a few nervous moments, but I've never actually said my goodbyes. Now, a friend of mine who has been on the show before we did a a series called Modern Warrior. Some of you might remember it from uh, some time ago. He was on a, a Chinook air, um, helicopter in Afghanistan that got hit by an RPG and crashed into a valley. Then the Taliban, about 100 of them, started uh, firing him. And he thought, as the, pl- as the helicopter was going down, this is it, and began to say his goodbyes. Yeah, we've got some of the audio from that. I've heard this described before. Uh, I can't remember on, on what movie it was, but um, the screaming, horrific sound of sort of hydraulics and steel. That's the only way I can describe it. It was, uh, it was horrific. At that point in time, I... You know, to be honest, I really thought that that was that was the end. I mean, who survives a helicopter crash? And at that stage, I chose to um, to take a knee and, uh, to be honest, uh, say goodbye to a few people. And bracing. And yeah, just bracing because we were crashing. You would imagine that it's game over. Oh, 100 percent. I was like, this is this is it. You know, a thousand things are running through your yep. mind, and along with you know trying to say goodbye to your, um, you know, your wife and your um, and your children. So that's my mate H. Now he was on a Chinook helicopter, shot down in Afghanistan. It's a pretty fair assumption for you to take a knee and think, "I'll say my goodbyes now," because I've just been shot out of the mm. air with an RPG. Mm. That's not happened to me. That's no. not happened to you, has it? No, absolutely no. I mean, no, but he survived. He's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, but you could well, otherwise see. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to tell the story. No, exactly. But I still remember when he told us about that, Mez, and it was you could see how you know intense. scarring and intense it yeah, was yeah. for him. So I would love to hear from people who've been yep. through not through helicopter crashes, but who've had said you goodbyes. Been in a circumstance where they've had to brace themselves to say goodbye to their loved ones. Where you've done it, where you have actually come to that final moment where you go, "This is it. You've reconciled." And you've said, this is the end. And you've had to say your goodbyes. One, triple, three, five, three. If you've been in that position for whatever. Maybe you were suffering from a, an illness. Yeah, And yeah. you were told, well, this is it. And then yep. you've had a remarkable turnaround. Yep. Uh, one, triple, three, five, three. Give us a call. If you've said your goodbyes, but then you've cheated death and you've returned, give us a call. When have you had to say your goodbyes? Now, this is the point where not only have you cheated death, I mean, lots of us, you know, have had uh, close shaves and, uh, you know, I ride motorcycles and there's been a couple of times when I thought, ooh, hello. I could have been and something you spot. might have discovered in hindsight as well. A lot of people think, oh, wow, I was near in that area or quite close. And But the, the ability to stop down and think, hang on a second, this is it. I'm absolutely certain that I will not survive this event is a, a really quite unique experience. And, and some of the passengers on AirAsia flight D2, uh, D7237, oh, well done, that's important, um, on Sunday, they would have experienced that. They thought the plane was going to go down. The pilot was controlling a plane that was crippled, and the audio from inside the cabin is terrifying. Please uh, listen to everything. Here, it's shaking. Uh, survival depends on your cooperating. Hopefully, everything will turn out for the best. Ugh. 
Just, and, and we heard some uh, in the news break with Sasha in uh, 4.30, she mentioned that some passengers were putting on the life jackets and crying. And on just that awareness yeah. of, of what was going on would have been petrifying. Absolutely. Taking your calls on when you thought that you were gone, when you had to say goodbye. We've got Mark in Harrington Grove. Hello, mate. How you going, boys? Very good indeed. All right. Uh, you've experienced this when you thought it's all right, I've got time for me to say goodbye. Yeah, look, can I just start out too by saying virgin caller, but a whore of a listener. Oh, <laughs> well, great to have you on board, Mark. Thank you very much for calling in, mate. <laughs> like uh, like yourself, mate, I've probably had quite a few uh, close calls, but my uh, hairiest one was when I uh, I went down to a train station one day with uh, my 10-week-old son and a pram, uh, got down on the platform, took my backpack off to get the timetable out, looked in the direction the trains come from, saw a train coming, Turned back uh, to see my stroll, son stroller going off the platform. <gasps> so I then had to jump down onto the tracks and got him back up on the platform. Uh, tried to get up myself and um, bang my knee getting up and thought to myself, well, if you try again and you don't get up, you're going to get cut in half or lose your legs. So I bit the bullet and laid down and uh, squashed myself towards the platform and sort of, sort of, yeah, just said, see you later. <laughs> and just... Uh, Hoped it wasn't going to hurt too much and we'd all be over and done with quickly. And uh, eight carriages went over the top of me. Oh, my. Holy far out, Mark. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Mate. a lot of little, little bits and pieces that hang down below a train, I can tell you, that you worry are going to clip you in the head, rip you underneath the wheel. Mark, so ex- explain this to me. You are in between the tracks or on the side of the tracks? No, I'm actually on the um, the side of the track between yeah. the track and the platform. Yeah, okay, so there's that little gap there. That's only a small gap. You're not a big guy, are you, Mark? I am a reasonable-sized bloke. Oh, uh, mate. Uh, the big thing is, too, it was a, it was a, uh, uh, it was a suburban platform, so yeah. it's just brick, the brick wall. It's not like in town where you have those little ledges that stick yep. out. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Jesus, so, yeah, there's no, like, little cavernous area there. You just flush to the train. That's it. Flat on the uh, flat on the ballast like Superman, with my arms in front of me, just going, "Yeah, if it, if if I can't live through it, please be be dead quickly." Oh, <laughs> I Jesus! <laughs> but at least you knew your son was safe, so you'd reconciled yourself that you'd saved your son's life. And if God takes you now, then at least you've you've got him to safety. Well, that's it, mate. Yeah, it was uh, there was no way he was going. If anyone was going to go, it was going to be me. So yeah. Hey, Mark, how old's your son now? My son now is uh, thirteen. And is he aware? Have you told him about the story? Oh, yeah. He's a legend with mates and things because they've all heard about it. Mark, Mark, look, congratulations, mate. I'm wrapped that you're still alive and that you've survived that event. But just think about the true glory that is going to be yours at his 21st speech (laughs) when you get up there and you just go, look, here's an embarrassing photo of him when he was in the bathtub as a kid playing with his doodle. But here's another story I've got to tell you. (laughs) And then whip out the train story. Yeah, you got well both done, there, Mark. Mark. Mate, that's an incredible that's story. Thank you for calling through and sharing that. That's unbelievable. That's exactly what I was hoping to get. You know what I mean? I was like, far out. Christy in Goulburn, hello. Hello. How you doing? All right. We're taking calls yeah. on when you thought that you were gone and you've had to say your goodbyes. What was your event? What happened? Uh, January 2012, we are on a family holiday in uh, Vanuatu. And uh, my sister and I were in a bungalow. We were on the top story. And um, at 4.30 in the morning, there was a 7.7 magnitude earthquake. And I was thrown out of the bed and knocked unconscious. And I woke up to my sister shaking me, saying goodbye. Are you kidding? 
No. And so um, I don't know what I was thinking and I just grabbed her and um, she kept saying goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I love you, I love you, I love you. And um, we jumped off the two-storey building. Oh, far out. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Christy, so you were the 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 jolt of the uh, quake was so strong it knocked you out of bed and knocked you unconscious. Yeah, I hit, well, I hit like the edge of the TV cabinet. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then so I don't remember obviously for that few brief moments. Yeah, and I just remember my sister waking me up, and then I remember hearing a lot of screaming. But an earthquake that that is that that magnitude, you can't even really see much because it was going left and right, up and down. Wow, it was so loud. So loud. It was like a train was going right behind you. It was it was so loud. And so um, yeah, there's not much time to think. Yep. So <laughs> you've the two stories. So you've yeah you've survived that initial quake that that first impact as it were. Then you've had to make the decision. Okay, well we've got to try and survive. And you jumped out of a two story building. What did you land on at the bottom, Christy? Uh, it was just grass. So we were okay. So I don't know whether it was from the actual earthquake, whether it makes the ground like jelly or whatever it was. We were pretty unscathed. Yeah. And then uh, we actually we actually had to move to higher ground because they were worried about um, tsunami. Tsunami. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. That's yeah. like that's like the trifecta of survival. Survive the first initial impact, then you jump out of a building, and then you have to get the high ground so you don't get washed away. Yeah, I Did... think you're just lucky with adrenaline in those, in yeah. those circumstances. I think it saves you sometimes. Yeah, if I was you, I'd go and get a Powerball ticket because you are genuinely oh the luckiest person. I had two of the most amazing stories I think we've had on this show. You know what? I've just realised how crap my stories are. <laughs> you just realised that. Yeah, it's twenty years of radio, oh, okay. and I've just gone, oh man. Christy's just owned me there. I want to do something a little bit different now. It's a little bit weird. We had a bit of a discussion off air about doing something, and then we changed our minds. We went, no, nah, let's just do this. It's dumb, and it'll be fun. I love how you call it a discussion, when in fact what it is It was is, a meeting. What, it was an what, official meeting. You was... summon Maddie, our producer, in and say, Maddie, I want to do this instead. And and then that's that's the end of the discussion. Yeah, because what we were going to do was not as fun as this, right? Okay. All right. I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. Where's the most random place you've woken up in your own house? All right. Now, I know that this people can say, oh, you know, because you're encouraging drinking. I'm not encouraging drinking. I'm just going to say the some of the rare occasions that I drink, I have woken up in weird places. Right? Mm. Now, on the on the weekend, uh, my my mum was in town and my kids, which and, is a cause enough to drink. Yeah, I'd had a few with the footy. I'm not going to lie. That's what I do. I'd had a few watching the footy, and then. I watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with my family, because that's what you do. You follow it up. You naturally roll out of Collingwood or West Tigers loss into yeah. Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. Or just crawl into a bottle. <laughs> and then anyway, so we're in the lounge room, right? And the whole family's there, and the kids are there, and my mum's there, and everyone's watching Pirates of the Caribbean. We watch it, and it's, it's good. But I've had a few, and I've had a few more whilst I'm watching it. I went, this is a good film. And then I went, oh, just gonna lay. I was laying down on the on the carpet on the floor, right mm. in front of the telly. Yeah, I'm not sitting down on the couch, just laying on the floor. Yeah, this is about the movie finished at six thirty. So it's then, too early for you to be going to bed. Way too early. It's not yeah. even dinner time. Yeah. I've eaten a heap of popcorn. We have popcorn because I can do whatever I like when I've been drinking. And naturally absorbing food. Yep. And then I've woken up on the floor, and it's nine thirty at night. Oh, you slept for three hours, and no one's around. <laughs> Everyone has They've gone. They've made a getaway. They've run. They've done a runner. 
The whole family, even the kids. Not even a kid come up and like, you know, sometimes the kids, like, as I'm like a sleeping Labrador, they'll yeah. come up and they'll shake me or push me or kick me or something like that. And I go, oh, dad, why are you always asleep on the ground? And I go, this is what dad does. Anyway, none of that. Everyone's going to bed. Everyone. Everyone in the house is going to bed and it's asleep. And the, all the lights are off. Everything's shut down. The telly's not on. There's nothing doing. They've just left Dad on the floor. How do they know I wasn't dead? And none of I them, could have been dead. None I could of, have been dead. None of them are strong enough to roll you into the no. recovery position. No. No. I mean, it's lucky I'm a good drinker because I could have choked on my own vomit and died. That's oh, what could have happened. That got grim. It could have. It could have got very grim. <laughs> and then I would have been in trouble if I'd vomited and, and choked on my own vomit and died because there would have been vomit on the rug and my <laughs> missus would kill me for that. Okay. So you're, you're prone oh, to a... I actually had a, little, I had a little nap. On the on Sunday, I had a long lunch with some friends. And then went home, wake up? started playing on the ground with my daughter. Next thing I know, half an hour later, woke up and I was lying on her bare. She was nowhere to be seen. No, See, that's what happens. <laughs> I've like, okay, just in my house, I have woken up on my son's top bunk. Don't even remember how I got there. Don't even remember. <laughs> got no idea. I don't know why I would have been in his bunk. Got on the top bunk. He's on the bottom bunk. What am I? I'm an adult. Why am I on the top bunk? <laughs> You well, get up there, mate. I get the bottom bunk. Anyway, that was one. Woke up there. I've Here's the most embarrassing one. Got a staircase, right? I'd had a few again, Saturday, footy, whatever. I'm allowed to. I'm an adult. And uh, I was walking upstairs after doing something downstairs. I walked up and I've got to the top of the staircase and it, it just all seemed a bit too tough. You're a bit teddy tired halfway I too, up. I got too tired. So I laid down on the staircase <laughs> and Georgie reckons I was asleep there for 90 minutes on the stairs. <laughs> On the stairs, ninety minutes, ninety minutes. So my my legs, just so you get the picture right, on the um on the on the floor, I'm is my chest and my arms are out, yeah. And I've gone to sleep on my hands yeah. on one on one level, yeah. but my legs are on the stairs. So I hadn't even made it to the top of the stairs. I literally was in a position where I went, the stairs look comfortable. I'm going to sleep on them. How was that ninety minute rest? Ninety minutes. That's Who amazing. sleeps on stairs for ninety minutes? What's wrong with me? I reckon, and I don't want to give the wrong impression, but Georgie's drugging me. <laughs> I, every now and again, she says to me, would you like a rehypnol sandwich? And I go, oh, yeah, right, whatever. I don't worry. Here's the thing. If she's clocked you at 90 minutes, it means she she's, ma- me she's made note of when you went to sleep. So yeah. she's seen you lying down and thought, I'll leave him there. She does. She does. She thinks it's funny to leave me laying around the house. She's not wrong. Um, unbelievably, and I do not understand why we've actually got people calling All through. Right. So are we get, we'll take it. Can we we're going to go song? to a song. We, we got and another. We'll come back. We got one more song of our generation nineties to get through. Well, obviously, I don't want to hear any stories about you know um, waking up behind the wheel of a car or no, anything like that. Well, that's, that's not in your house. Well, it could be if you in your you know your garage oh, yeah, or something like I that. Didn't or, think about that. Yeah, if you live in an apartment block or something like that. No, uh, but I will accept if you're waking up at the boot of your car. I don't know why you would do that. Where's the weirdest place in your own house where you've woken up and just gone, where am I? And you're in your own home and it's unrecognizable. You go, where's my family? Why do they keep abandoning me? Why is my wife drugging me? Questions like that. God, I love you guys. I swear to God. As always, I go, I wonder if we'll get any calls. I wonder if anybody will relate to this stupid thing that I'm talking about. There is so many people relate to this. Question I'm asking you is, uh, have you woken up randomly somewhere in your house and just gone, where am I? Unbelievably, we've got lots to get through. I know, but they don't have enough time to get through all the calls. Because I do have a propensity to every now and again, and when I say every now and again, every week, have a few drinks, and then I wake up some somewhere random in my own house and my family's abandoned me, and I just go, wow, oh, that's right. And I cast my mind back and I go, that's right. I was having some drinks with footy. 
Oh, and now I'm in the laundry on the floor. Stephen Hornsby, hello. Hello, how are you going? Very good indeed, mate. All right, where have you woken up in your own house? Um, I've I've woken up in the laundry hamper. In a hamper? In a hamper. Unbelievable. Are you a I, small I, man, Steve? I, I'm I'm six foot one. Right. So no. Um, so so no. Okay. Um, How'd you get in the hamper, Steve? What are you? Uh, are so, you? Are you a Labrador? A cat? Uh, well, I possibly am. I eat, eat everything and under the fridge. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I, I went to a work Christmas party and had uh, a few too many lemonades, and yeah. I was going to the the spare bed to go to sleep. And <laughs> yeah, as, as everyone has in their spare room, they've got the sort of the laundry hamper of the the dirty clothes. Yes. And um, was was taking my pants off to get into bed and <laughs> fell backwards and. Went, went butt first into the hamper and slept there the night. <laughs> That'll do. You've just got, you know what? There's some creature comfort here. Yes. Well, I was in the fetal position, upside down, but it was fine. Yeah, so good, Steve. And did your missus find you or did you find yourself? Yeah, yeah. She she just rolled her eyes and turned the lights off. And... How funny is it? How forgiving are they, Steve? They just go, eh. You're drunk and asleep somewhere you shouldn't be. You're like, what, you're, you're like the dog that talks. That's what we got. Time for one more. That's what this, oh, should, this no, should be called. Is that'll do. That, no. This this will do. All right. One last one. We've got Daniel and Penrith. America, you going, mate? Very good, mate. All right. We're talking about places you've woken up in your own home. <laughs> I should get a laugh out of this then, I suppose. Um, mate, just over 10 years ago, I had a 25th birthday party at my place. And, uh, mate, I was just... I was, that drunk, I was too drunk to even walk up the back stairs to get into the into the house. Oh no! And uh, so I thought I gave up, stuffed that, but I crawled into the dog kennel under the house and passed out there instead. Oh, Daniel! <laughs> oh, this is your fault. <laughs> oh no! You've encouraged this. It's awful, but kind of funny. Sad. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during this day, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app, 104.9 Triple M.